We would like to welcome you to the What's the Word podcast, where we provide exclusive sports interviews, debates, and interesting sports topics everyone will love. The voice you're hearing right now is Jamel Matthews. You can follow me at Jamel Matthews on Instagram and Twitter. Now for my co-host, this man needs no introduction. He's a Houston sports fan, minus the Houston Texans. My brother from another mother, Byron Washington. I'm Byron, and you can follow me at I'm Byron96 on Twitter. And I, yeah, bro, that's about it right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. What's the word today, man? Hey, man, let's get to it, man. It's a lot of stuff going on right now, bro. So, oh yeah, crazy. And you, you know, the topic of the conversation has to be the Lakers and LeBron James and AD. So let's get into that. Hey, man, I'm trying. I'm really trying. Hey, did you see what LeBron said? You saw LeBron say last night, right? Oh yeah, about the play-in tournament. Yeah, about the play-in and how uh, somebody should get fired for coming up with the idea. I'm starting to think you was right. Adam Silva, you ain't doing the job too well, man. You know what, bro? Now that I think I like the play-in tournament, but I think, like, they shouldn't have done it this year, bro. It's too many back-to-back games this year, way too many. I think, yeah, some teams are playing, like, five games in six nights. Like, that's way too many uh, games, bro. And it's way too many injuries happening, too, as a result. So they got to come up with some type of idea, bro, start next year, bro. You can't keep up with the same schedule like they had this year. I'm okay with the 72 games, but they can't be packed. They can't be like consecutive, back to back to back to back. That's a reason for concern too. And this year we've been seeing a lot of injuries, like big star name injuries. Jamal Murray, LaMelo got hurt, LeBron got hurt, AD got hurt, James, Harden, yeah, James Harden got hurt. KD. Yeah, KD got hurt. And Kyrie been battling with like a couple of injuries himself. And personal reasons, but hey, we're not going to get into that. The matter of it is, man, the playing tournament is going to be very interesting this year because if you look at the standings, the standings in each conference are very close, so anything can happen. You you can have the Lakers pretty much not be in the playoffs, and if you go to the Eastern Conference, you can get a complete shakeup like the regular version. I think LeBron sensing that, man, because with him getting his ankle injury and what you, what you told us last night that he felt like he would never be 100%, it's a reason yeah, it's a reason for concern for the Lakers fans because you're not going to win no championship without LeBron. Or AD, that's just another AD Pelicans team. Yeah, but what I, what I think LeBron was trying to uh, was trying to say when he said, like, I don't think if I ever be 100% again, is the same. Uh, Kevin Durant said, bro, I think it was like media day, start of the season, when a reporter asked him, like, hey, like, what's the percentage of your help? And he was like, I'll never be 100% again. I don't think any athlete playing for this long will be 100% once they exit. Like, you know, the rest of their career. But LeBron, in this case, I get it. I get because he, he's not the only one to complain about it. Luka Doncic did. Mark Cuban did. <laughs> but, you know, like, they all started complaining when it was their time, like, they're actually playing their game. When they started, like, falling and slipping in the standings, that's when they started complaining. You didn't hear nothing about it at first, bro. Nothing at all. I think what he's trying to do, bro, is basically, you know, he's trying to, trying to build in an excuse in some sort of way, bro, I think. Some sort of way. I think he's trying to build in an excuse, which is it's a valid excuse, though. Like, damn, I'm hurt. My ankle sore. AD been out like most of the year himself. He dealing with like a calf or Achilles injury or whatnot. Dennis Schroeder, he's out with COVID again. I think like for yeah, the second time this year, he's out with COVID. And I don't even think he tested positive the first time. So they're dealing with that. Then you bring in Drummond and he, as soon as he started playing with, uh, for the Lakers, bro, I think he had like a toe injury himself. It's bad right now, bro. <laughs> it's bad right now. 
and I get why, like, LeBron and, like, the Luka Doncic and whatnot are complaining, but it's like, damn, bro, just suit up and play. Like, we ain't trying to – y'all knew – hey, they knew this was, like, possible, bro. You knew what was happening, man, before the season started. So, it ain't no excuses now, man. It's time to go get it. I know you've been looking at the news lately, sports news to be exact. We got another player complaining it in the sports world, and it had to be Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. It's a sticky situation. And being a Packers fan myself, I'd say this is kind of turning to deja vu what happened with Brett Favre. It's, it's a lot of rumors saying that Aaron Rodgers may retire. He wants the GM out. The GM doesn't, he doesn't quit. He's not coming back. It's like a lot going on in, in that organization. But i tell you one thing. Without Aaron Rodgers, there's no Packers team. Just like we just got finished talking about LeBron. Without no LeBron, there's no Lakers team. And I think that's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. To be honest with you, bro, it came out of nowhere, but I kind of expected it. Could you see like a whole bunch of quarterbacks kind of like exerting their power this year for some sort of reason? Like it never happened before. Usually you like see this like in the NBA, right? See like the star players, bro. When something goes wrong within the organization, they like LeBron, he started the uh, player power movement, man. When things weren't going right in Cleveland, he was like, okay, you know what? I'll take my talents elsewhere. And finally it has come to the NFL. In my opinion, I think this is about money. I think Aaron Rodgers, what you a Packers fan? He has what two years left on his deal or something like that. Two years, and he, and he want more, yeah, more money and more years. Yeah, and he's thirty-eight years old. And I also think it's about Jordan Love, bro, the quarterback they selected. What was it a year or two ago? Two years that's, ago, right? Twenty twenty draft. That's crazy. But yeah, that's what I think it's about. I think it's about money. He wants more years. He wants to step back firstly. And I also think it's probably about the. You know, the office, front office, man. What they, like, all of the years, they really didn't put anything around him, man. Man, they put Devontae Adams around him. They got a couple of running backs. The defense has gotten better, but, and oh, yeah. By the way, Matt LaFleur, bro, also. Ain't take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hand on the fourth down. The people blaming Matt LaFleur, it wasn't really, I really say it was Aaron Rodgers' fault, and he's blaming everybody else, but it really fought in, into his hands on why they didn't win that game. Because if, if anybody goes back and look at that playoff game, Aaron Rodgers had an opportunity not to walk in the end zone, but he could have ran in the end zone. Exactly. If he would have ran in that, let's just say he got tackled. You got a manageable opportunity to either push it in there and not go for a field goal. You have to score in that position. But I still, with my whole heart, believe that Aaron Rodgers could have walked in the end zone. Because if you go back to the regular season when they played Tampa Bay, Aaron Rodgers, probably about the same distance away from the red zone, Ran into the end zone for a touchdown, and he, you know, he brought out that championship belt. And I, I felt like he was just pointing his finger at other people instead of pointing at himself. But I can understand, exactly. I can understand where it's coming from, though, because year after year, yeah, they, they didn't want to give him help, so it just reached a, a boiling point now. Like, yeah, like I get it. Like, all of the, this has been the frustration, man, from previous years, basically. But what I'm saying, bro, hey, in the NFC championship game, the defense. In the second half, they turned up. They had, what, three consecutive picks? And Aaron Rodgers, hey, he should have scored on all three times. You can't blame nobody but yourself, too. And Matt LaFleur for not giving him the ball. But Aaron Rodgers, like, what, third and eight? Super Bowl on the line, man. If you want it, go get it. Like, there's no excuses, man. I'm just getting so sick and tired, bro. <laughs> of Aaron Rodgers complaining, man. And I like Aaron Rodgers. But, man, some at some point in time, you got to take accountability. That's how I'm feeling. So at some point, man, they all just got to sit down, man, talk, discuss it, 
and come to some type of conclusion, man, of where they all stand. By the way, I think this probably, they'll probably give them two more years, so they'll be probably like a four-year deal. And I, I'm on a, I'm on a total opposite of that. I think, like I told you early in this discussion, I think it's deja vu. I think we're going to see Aaron Rodgers in a different jersey ending his career with a, a team besides the Green Bay Packers. I can't see Aaron Rodgers ending his career with Green Bay. One, because Green Bay has a problem with bringing outside talent in. They want homegrown talent that they drafted in the draft. They raise them up, and then when it comes time to pay them, uh, we've seen, we seen opportunities where they pay, like Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams' contract is coming up. And it's going to be interesting if he decides to walk or he accepts that money. Because when you hear your star quarterback thinking about leaving, do I really want to be here? But I just ultimately think it's deja vu, though. And I think Aaron Rodgers will be somewhere else. When you say you think he'll be somewhere else, like you saying this season, next year, or what? Or at the end of the two-year deal? I can't see him playing this year, man. The reason I, the reason I say this, man, <laughs> when you mention all the quarterbacks that, that had issues and saying I want it out, like, before Deshaun Watson had this little issue, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, them quarterbacks came out and said what they had to say. It, it kind of trickled down. It got quiet, and you hear nothing else about it. Aaron Rodgers came out, and it's been relevant the whole offseason. It hasn't went nowhere. These last two years, prior to this incident, we always know Aaron Rodgers had a drift with the with the general manager in the front office because they never provided them with talent. And I just think, I just think it's over with, man. I don't think so, bro. He got two years left on that deal. He can sit all he wants to. What is he gonna do? He's not fiddle. He's thirty. Hey, he's thirty-eight years old. He's not wasting a year of his career at that age. No, I don't see it at all. And I think the only person to get traded out of those three you just named is Deshaun. That's it. He's terrible at that. He's just sit the football, man. <laughs> I mean, real. He's terrible. He's terrible at that. Man. He should just stick to football. But yeah, the only person that's getting traded is Deshaun. Russell's not going anywhere. Nah, nah I don't see. I don't see. I don't see Alex trading him at all. And for what? He's still what? I think he's about to be thirty-one this year, or thirty-two. One of those. He's still kind of young. He's still young. Cause Tom, shit. I think you can play until like Tom Brady now. What is he? Forty-three. You can play yeah. late into your career now. Hey, how the rules are set up or whatnot? Yeah. So I don't think the I don't think the Packers is just going to give Aaron Rodgers up, even if he threatened to sit out and retire or go play Jeopardy. Even if he retired, they still on his rights. So, yeah, he's stuck there for two more years if he really wants out. But if he wants to stay and this is all about money, I honestly think, man, they'll sit down at the meeting table and get some type of deal worked out. Tom will tell. Hey, man, but let's get off this summer stuff, man, complaining and all this mad frustration stuff. Let, let's talk about where we came from. We, we both graduated from Texas Southern University. And I want to get your thoughts on the current state of HBCUs. Over the weekend, we saw Shaq's son commit to Texas Southern University. You know, we're going to be at a couple of games when the season starts. We saw Master Peace's son commit to an HBCU. And we saw an excellent game on ESPN2 from Alabama A&M and UAPB that showcased that HBCU football is the real deal. And I just want to get your thoughts on it. That's a big deal for HBCUs, man. Hersey Miller committing to Tennessee State. You got Shaquille O'Neal. Committing to TSU. Honestly, I think hey, we had a time and age, man, where it's a lot of like, you know, young black kids starting to look at colleges like, what's the difference, basically? That's the only thing I'm trying to really just understand. What's the difference between like, you know, these predominantly white institutions compared to HBCU? The only difference really 
You know what it is, man. It's like the facilities. Yeah, and like the sponsorship deals or whatever, bro. Like a uniform or whatnot, your locker room. That's basically the only big deal. It's basically the money. That's about it. But if you're not in it for the money, hey, and if you just want to go hoop somewhere, then why not go to an HBCU? You can uplift that program. Trust me. You can uplift that program compared to any predominantly white institution like a Duke, a Kentucky, a Kansas. You go into HBCU, bro, it's like, it's like you're a small fish in a big pond. Like your name going to carry some weight in HBCU. You put them on that, or you can go to New Heights. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest in the building today, Lamar K. Jackson, who is the host of the Yard Ball Podcast. He was also a football coach at Texas Southern University. Talking about uh, Dion today I believe he said instead of trying to tear each other down, we should be helping these kids get to the league because this past week, no HBCU football player got drafted. So right. what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I definitely agree with him that tearing each other down gets us nowhere. That's from a football standpoint. That's from a cultural standpoint. Um, however, I don't think it's wise to go down this road of draft HBCU players simply because they're HBCU players. I don't think that puts, I don't think that does much for the player. Other than that guy's going to get drafted. If he's not prepared to be an NFL player, if he's not good enough to be an NFL player, he's going to spend a week in the camp. He's going to get kicked out anyways, not necessarily kicked out, but cut. I think at the end of the day, it's up to the players and coaches to be better prepared to become NFL quality guys, which I mean, we've had it historically where HBCUs put out NFL players. I just think right now it was an awkward year because FCS players, I think there was five taken in the draft. And I think that's a record low for them, for the FCS as a whole also. I just think with the pandemic, a lot of people opting out at the FBS level. It just And then all the FCS football getting pushed to the spring. A lot of the FCS and HBCU talent that normally would be draft eligible wasn't there. What would it take for us to get back to winning and producing a talent that the community would like and TSU fans all over the world would right. like? Man, I, I tell you this, there when you're at the FCS level, and more specifically when you're in HBCU, the idea typically is that you're going to live and die off the transfer portal. Well, what is now known as the transfer portal. You're going to try to grab the D1 FBS dropdowns, any good FCS guys that may get into a little trouble, you'll try to grab them. If there's some really good Division II guys that can transfer up, you'll try to grab them. Um, but Coach McKinney, being a guy that comes from the Power Five, he's got this approach that really applies to the power five of straight line recruiting from high school. And I say all that to say this, when you look at what, what quote, what is it going to take to get TSU to glory? The plan is in place. It just takes time because now you're, you have freshmen and sophomores that are, you know, kind of carrying the load. That's not the case for most other teams in the SWAC. Most teams in the SWAC are bringing in at, you know, sophomore transfers that are juniors by the time they step on the field you know, Texas Southern probably has more true freshmen playing than any other program in the sweat. So I think at this point, it's it's literally just a waiting game. All right, Byron. That was a great interview from Lamar K. Jackson. We appreciate him for coming on the show. But the other topic we, un- we want to cover in this podcast has to be your boy, your former favorite quarterback, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he said former favorite. Oh, yeah, That's funny, bro. He, bro, I, nah, can he be my – if this is true, man, you can't be my favorite no more, man. I'm still trying to understand what the hell happened. 
Like, we knew he wanted to trade from out of Houston, man. Throughout this whole offseason, his camp was leaking stories like he wanted out. But they never gave you, like, a specific reason, basically. They only said, like, he didn't like the way – I mean, I guess it is a reason. He didn't like the way, like, ownership of the team, how they didn't include him, which they said they were before the season ended, into the, like, coaching decision, the general manager decision. You know, so his camp said he wanted out of Houston, basically. He wanted to leave town. And then we get, like, the – allegations of him possibly being a predator, bro. Like, I don't even know what to say about that. We have other people, you know, we have those, you know, we have people on Twitter or whatnot, on social media, saying, oh, nah, he's innocent. He, he's innocent. He's innocent, this and that. Which, hey, bro, we really don't know. We know Deshaun Watson, a football player. Like I told you, we know him as the football player. We don't know him as the man. Dude could have been doing anything. And what I'm trying to really understand, man, you – you work probably over $200 million as it is already in contract money and in endorsements, man. Why can you just hire, bro? <laughs> One massage therapist, man, to massage you everywhere you go. If you say if he's out of town, if he's on a trip or something, man, probably he likes to travel out like out of the country. So he damn sure ain't traveling to like <laughs> regular places I'm traveling to. So say if he goes to LA, basically. He goes to L.A. to work out like he does every summer. Because I think that's what one of the massage therapists uh, accusing him at, too. It's in uh, Beverly Hills. She's from Beverly Hills. My point is, why can you fly like a massage therapist out to L.A., man, and say, can you come and massage me, work me out? I'm training for a couple of days. Why can't you do that? Why are you hiring 50-plus women, man, to massage you? I'm not, that's, the, that's my whole point right there. I don't understand that point at all. Like, I don't understand what he was thinking at all. And for his camp not to protect him. Like, I don't know that this man is hiring multiple women to massage him. That's kind of a slippery slope. Anything can go wrong. And he didn't know some of these women. He was walking into houses, man. He was walking into people's houses, not knowing them whatsoever. That's another red flag right there. I'm really trying to figure out, man, where his mindset was at. Because I'm not understanding it at all. Hey, I was just in a loss for words when I, when I heard it. But the thing that I wasn't going to do is get on Twitter or Instagram and say this man is innocent. Like you referred to, we know Deshaun Watson, an amazing football player, but we don't know if he's amazing off the field, like yeah. in, in closed doors. A lot of our friends, you know, jumping the gun saying, oh, man, the Texans set him up. They don't want him to go. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we that, that just leaves the egg on your face. You don't know the proper details to make that accusation saying that he's innocent. It's going to come an opportunity where he speaks to the media. Not right now. Oh, yeah, you don't have to. But it's going to, it's going to come an opportunity where he has to speak to the media. Hopefully, don't be like R. Kelly and start crying on oh, national TV oh. and stuff like that. But <laughs> <laughs> y'all kidding me. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that. Boys. Man, don't do not do that now. That'll be terrible. Time will tell, man. But that's our last topic of the day. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. And we'll be right back with y'all next Tuesday to give you the new word on the street. Thank you.